It is opening week on the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are back and ready to go. We're taping this on a Tuesday. The Orlando Magic open the season on Wednesday. The rest of the NBA opens up throughout this week. Welcome back in. Nick Gronowitz here. Scott Inez is with me. If you're listening for the first time, hey, welcome to the 2019 regular season as the Magic look for their second straight playoff berth. I'm Nick Grunowitz. He's Scott Inez. You can hear us weekdays on ESPN 5 at Orlando, 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock, ESPN 5 at AM, FM 96.5 HD2. On Twitter, at Inez Says is where you can get Scotty, A-N-E-Z-S-E-C, and me at ESPN 580. Nick, uh, we have cut through the preseason. Three and three, by the way. Lost three straight. I don't I don't like the juju of this team opening the regular oh, season, but hey, really? I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But three and three in the preseason. The Magic open up the regular season Wednesday night at the Amway Center. The shirts are already on the seats. I've seen the photos. Oh, are they? Hashtag magic above all. Love it. We are ready uh, to get going here. Scotty, season number 31 of Orlando Magic Basketball for Man, you. You've been covering the Magic longer than I've been alive. That, that, that makes me feel really, really good, Nick. Thank you for mentioning that. You know, I, I, I talked about that with Steve Clifford a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. over at practice saying, hey, coach, this is my 31st media day. He's like, really? Seriously? And I, I, I remember the very first media day over at the Orlando Rec Center in downtown Orlando chatting with guys like our buddy Jeff Turner and Dave Corzine and Reggie Theus and Terry Catledge and Jerry Reynolds and Scott Skiles and Sam right. Vincent, who lives here. So uh, it's amazing how time flies. But here we are at season number 31, and I think this is going to be a very good season for your Orlando Magic. All right, so let's get started here. There's plenty to tear into. Um, I, I know we want to get to the win total, which, mm-hmm. by the way, the win total uh, with our friends over uh, in the desert is 41 and a half. Mm. So 41 and a half. The Magic won 42 games. So if you're taking the over, that you're basically saying the Magic have the exact same season. Before we get to that, though, mm-hmm. do you have any final thoughts about this, like like preseason yeah. kind of? Wrap that up three and three as they lost all three games at the Amway Center, though I don't know if they really cared that much. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on the preseason as we head into the regular Look, season? I keep going back to one guy, man. Mark uh, because we, we know what the other dudes have, right? We, we know what Nick Vucevic is. We know what Evan Fournier is. We know what Terrence Ross hopefully will be, and uh, hopefully he'll stay healthy. But we, we did not know three weeks ago today. Nick, think about that. Think of of the the time that has elapsed in those three weeks and what we've learned about Markel Fultz. You know, I, I mean, still don't know much. I'm not going to lie. We, we know this. We know he's going to be on the floor. He's over and beyond whatever he was dealing with physically, yes. emotionally, and mentally with the shoulder injury. All right, that, I'll give me that. That that we know. We also know that he is going to be in a Magic uniform. Come night one, which, yes. which is something way, that we didn't know, Nick. Josh Robbins of The Athletic had this note. Uh, Markel Fultz will play in his first regular season game since November 19th of 2018. Yeah. Uh, when he was asked about it, he said, anytime you get a chance to play again, it's amazing. And I've been sitting out a long, long time. So yeah. he's ready to go. Yeah. Um, The shooting numbers from him yeah. are not spectacular. I don't care. But I think what he showed... See, I care. Like, I, I this team needs shooting. They need scoring. But right. I think he showed that he can be a competent, yeah, um, a, a a competent, productive player on the floor, even if the shot isn't going no down. Doubt. Which we, as you said, we didn't we didn't know much. Yeah, we've learned that when he's out there defensively and in terms yep. of distributing the basketball, yep. 
he can at least be helpful. Versatility there. defensively, he can guard three or four positions. He's he's six foot four. He's got a thick frame as well. Thick. Offensively, I mean, look, I, you know, I, you talk about his shot. I don't care about his shot. You do. I don't care about don't it care, right now. Now, now next year, if it doesn't improve, then we'll be talking here on the Heart and Hustle podcast about that. But right now. I don't care what his shot looks like. You knew going in that it was going to be a work in progress, especially coming off the shoulder injury uh, and what was going on with him mentally. So I don't I don't care from from 20 feet and beyond. I don't care what he does this early season. But what we've seen in the preseason from this guy is a guy who can get into the lane at his discretion anytime he wants and finish at the rim. How many guys do we have like that on this roster, Nick? How many guys do do we have on the roster who can go to the rim and finish like he can? Not many. N- not many, not if many. any. And you and I, you and I, for seven years, have been talking about the fact that they have not had a guy that they can give the ball to and say, "Just get to the tin." Right. And if he's making free throws, I think he's going to shoot a lot of free throws this year yeah. if he's aggressive and and tries to go to the bucket. So that that's important. Yeah. Uh, they've had Evan Fournier try to kind of fill that role in the past, at least as a slasher and yeah. and a playmaker off the dribble. It's not Evan. Evan has not done well with that, or at least did not last season. So that is where off the bench he can start to open yeah. things up, and the bench is much improved this year. You talk about a forty-two win team last year. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have moved on from Jonathan Simmons, which you did kind of at the trade deadline, sure. But you know, you have filled some of these roles with Al Farouk Aminu, yeah, and with Markel Fultz, yeah. if he can even be kind of a competent guy. Michael Carter Williams, who was great on the ten day and ended up hanging on through the playoffs. The bench is Wesewandu, another guy. Yeah, the bench is much improved. It's a deeper team. There's no question about it. They go eight, nine deep now, where when that when the ninth guy is on the floor, because I I, I want at least when the ninth guy is on the floor, I'm not like, ooh. Mm -mm. It's not a G Leaguer anymore. Not with this team. Yeah. It's not, you know, Jamel Artis isn't coming in. You know, Rodney Purvis isn't coming in. What's up, guys? (laughs) Uh, so let's get to the win. Let's get to the win totals here. Um because like as I said, the uh the, the guys in Vegas, forty one and a half. I did I talked about this on uh live local and loud on Monday night with Sam Albuquerque. Uh you can catch that six to eight Monday nights. Um I took the under. At, wow. at forty one and a half. I think this is a forty one win basketball Nick team. The naysayer. I think, I think they are a five hundred team. Um and the reason why if Terrence Ross is not going to make 283s again like he did last <laughs> season, the first guy in NBA history to make over 200 threes yeah. in an NBA season and not start a basketball game, if Nick Vucevic does not have an all-star season, I think both those guys may take a small step back. And I look at Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac. Can they develop offensively? I need to see it. I think they're going to be a good a good defensive basketball team, a very good defensive basketball team again. I just don't know where all the offense is coming from. I think they're right around 41 wins. I think it's right there. Okay. I'm going to go 46, but there's plenty to talk about before we get there. And and, and let's let's give a little bit of perspective, okay? I think think it's important to give some perspective and mention a cautionary tale uh, that I know that you're concerned with, certainly, uh, in terms of the shooting and, and the hunger of this team. Can they match that same hunger that they had in the final 31 games last year? And a cautionary tale for Steve Clifford, the Magic head coach. Because uh, remember when Coach Clifford went to Charlotte back in 2013? That first year, that Hornet team won 43 games. What did they do the year after that? That's it. That's it. Now, the 43 wins were unexpected that year because that was, I think that was a plus 21 from the year before. Correct me if I'm wrong here. 
Uh, maybe a plus twenty two. I know it was a big a big jump. Yeah, they last had year that was Steve plus Clifford jump year. Yeah, yeah but, let me, I'll find that out for you. That, I think it was a plus twenty two for Charlotte that year, which is a major, uh, which was a major surprise. But but and and I think that year Steve Clifford finished fourth or fifth in the coach of the year balloting too. So the following year the Hornets come out after winning what forty three games and they won just thirty three the season after. So you know that Coach Clifford knows all about what it takes to to you know to 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 keep that hunger for a basketball team. The Charlotte Hornets did not keep that hunger that year. They only won thirty three the year after. Mm, Steve has to wins. remember that. It was twenty two wins plus, more. So they went from twenty one to forty three. Yeah. So so the Magic go what, forty two and forty, uh, winning twenty two of their last thirty one last year. The goal is to prevent that complacency and get this team to continue to be hungry for more success this season as they continue to develop the young guys as well. So to your point, um, Steve Clifford has to do better than he did in Charlotte back in 2014-15. Now the keys, obviously, to 46 wins. It, number one has to be health, Nick. That's true for every team, it, though, it's right? It's true for every if team, LeBron but especially this one. goes out on one, Tuesday night and tears his ACL, no doubt, I mean, health is a huge no, no, thing. No doubt, but there's very little room for error here. I think we all know that going into this season. And while this team is deeper than it was last year, you look at the main guys from last year's roster. DJ, AG, Fournier, Vooch, uh, T. Ross, all those guys. They missed a total, I, I think, of 16 games total. Last year. The, your main guys, Nick, missing 16 games total. That's, and this was after you missed like 170 exactly, the year before. Exactly. Like that it just does not happen in the NBA. So this team, for the most part, stayed healthy. And that was one of the reasons why they made that big run at the tail end of the season. Evan Fournier missed one game. Nick Vucevic missed two. DJ Augustine missed one game. I'm wow. circling DJ Augustine there because we were. We, oh, I, don't jinx him. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, you're going to have him on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez a little bit later today. Um, I, the only reason why I say that is I I don't – when was the last time DJ Augustine played that many games? Like, just made it – I don't think he's ever done 80, 81 games. I don't, I don't think he's ever done it, especially played, in a starter's role. He played 82 in 2014-15, but he only started 14. Right. I mean, last year – was the second most starts he's had. He played 82 and started 82 in Charlotte in 2010-11. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is the kind, it's the kind of workload that you don't normally see from him. Mm-hmm. Steve Clifford did a great job managing the minutes. Now, you do go three deep at point guard, which yep. means you can manage those minutes yep. now. But yep. uh, he's very important to this team. Jonathan Isaac played 75 games. Terrence Ross, 81 games. You're right. I mean, yeah. these guys were so healthy. The only guy you lost was Mo Bamba. Yep. And Mobamba was the third best center on your team right, last year. Right, exactly. So a credit has to go to the strength and conditioning staff. Credit certainly has to go to those players for staying healthy. So health is number one. Number two, um, look, I, I, I think obviously the defense was tremendous at the tail end of last year. You're one of the best defensive teams in the league in the final 30-31 I think they were the games. best team in the league. They okay. were first or second of, in the of, league efficiency? in terms of yeah defensive efficiency. Yeah. They were definitely top five in the yeah. final 32-33 games of the year. Right. I don't think that's who this team is going to be for a full 82 games, though. And I think they're a top 10 defense. Can you keep it up? Can you keep up that hunger? Because defense is not only scheme. It's not only X's and O's from the head coach, Steve Clifford. It, it's probably 80 85% hunger and want to and will and desire, whatever you want to call it. Can you keep up that hunger this year? So th- that that's a question going into this year. Now, now look, I think each and every one of these guys, including Nick Vucevic, 
played very well defensively last year. Nick Vucevic greatly improved under Steve Clifford this year. So I think defensively this team has a chance to be very, very good again. So I think that's number two. And number three, look, and you're concerned about this, and I know a lot of Magic fans are concerned about it as well, and that's shooting. You know, with a team like this, it's always going to be a concern. Defensively, that this team has a chance to be stellar. Offensively, look, it's going to be choppy at times. It was last year. It's going to be choppy at times this year because there really is no set go-to guy this year in terms of the offense. Evan Fournier had a down year last year in shooting the basketball, shooting from three. I think he is going to be much better from three-point range this year. You look at Terrence Ross coming off the bench, 200-plus threes like you said last year. Uh, You'd love to see that continue for T. Ross if he can stay healthy, knock on wood. But this is an offense that is going to play like it did last year. They are going to play inside out. They are going to use Nick Vucevic in that middle. And if you can get similar numbers from Nick Vucevic last year, he averaged, what, 20.8 points per game over 12 rebounds a contest last year. And if you can get similar numbers from D.J. Augustine, you know, I mean, D.J. Augustine, Nick, I don't know if you have the numbers in front of you. How many minutes per game did D.J. Augustine play in 81 games last year? It, it, it had to be been around like 23, 24-ish. Something 28. Like, 28. 28, like 28 minutes, minutes a game. Okay, so so that that number is likely going to go down a little bit with Markel Fultz coming and, behind him. And Michael him. Carter-Williams, and too. Michael I, Carter I think Williams, that's the thing. Yeah. When you are three deep, I mean, your backup point guard last year was... Oh, gosh, Darren Grant to start the season? Oh, that's right. That was the, right? That was the mess. That was part of the problem. Last year. That was yeah. the part of the problem. And that's, that's kind of what I mean when you start looking at this team. I'm going to end up talking myself into an over here, aren't I? Um, <laughs> Because when you start looking at this team, here, here, do they have a depth chart here? I don't want to go looking for a depth chart, but it doesn't really matter. Um, at point guard, you had um, you had DJ Augustine, then Isaiah Briscoe gets hurt. You have Mike, you have Jerry and Grant, and then at the end of the season, Michael Carter Williams. Yeah. And MCW is is a good a, a good guy to have at that yeah. kind of third role with with Markel Fultz. But I mean, there's no Jarrell Martin on this team. There's no Jonathan Simmons on this team. When you look up and down the roster here for Orlando with the, with this year's team, it's an NBA roster. Yeah, it is. It's an it, NBA it roster. Is. It's an it's an NBA roster. I mean, like I and I think even just the addition of of. Al, Al Farouk Aminu mm-hmm. is is going to be huge yep. for this team defensively and kind of what you can do with the staggering of of uh, of of Jonathan Isaac right. and and Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon. Yep. and you can kind of play some big bully ball with mm-hmm. with Al Farouk Aminu in there when you take Isaac out or I mean we can put Isaac at the four and take Aaron Gordon out because they liked running Aaron Gordon with the bench unit a little bit last yeah. year let him eat a little bit because you need that for him. Uh, it's it is it's it's an NBA roster top to bottom yeah. and and I think that's if you're gonna make a case for an over in this team being even more improved from last year it's because there's not going to be Jerry and Grant minutes right. and right. and and guys like yeah. that this is a better roster overall this is a better roster this is a deeper roster with Markel Fultz and Al Farouk Amino coming in and I mentioned Fultz and there's 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 another X factor yeah he really is the ultimate X factor isn't he this year because you really don't know. What you're going to get from this kid, I do know this, in the span of three weeks, we've gone from not knowing whether he's going to show up to going, okay. I mean, you know, Jeff Weltman, the president of basketball operations, may be the executive of the year for the next five, seven years because he pulls off this deal, trading two seconds 
uh, and Jonathan Simmons to Philadelphia for the number one overall pick in the 2017 draft. I just don't know if this is the year that we know that. Okay, do you know and what that's I mean? fine. I, yeah. And I, yeah, I think I that, that this is the year where Markel Fultz, like, we'll look up at the end of the year, it's like, hey, Fultz played the whole season. Yeah. And then next year is when you might see Markel Fultz take over as the starting point guard, as the guy that handles those duties. Because I don't think that he's going to be the starter throughout the year. I think it's DJ Augustine's job. And anyone, we've been talking about this all offseason, anyone that's that's suggesting Markel Fultz should be the starter, it's so disrespectful to DJ Augustine. Um, Yes, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, But in the end, I, I think everybody knows that this kid has an abundance of talent. But it's also important to remember what you just pointed out. He hasn't played in a game, an NBA game, in almost a year. So you've got to crawl before you can walk. I think they're going to spend a lot of time developing this kid. Um, and he's got plenty of time. I mean, Jeff Weltman told us a couple of weeks ago, he, he's he's going to be extremely patient with Markel Fultz as he is with this entire roster. So I think Markel Fultz is the ultimate X factor. And look, there's something to be said going into this season about continuity. Now, continuity is only good, Nick, when you have the right people in place. Sure. <laughs> right? Continuity is not good when you have the wrong yeah, the, people The Jacques Vaughn continuity right, really exactly. didn't, didn't help work. the Magic much. No, no. no the Rob Hennigan continuity, continuity did not work. I, I can confirm that. So, um, when you look at the right people being in place, Jeff Weltman, John Hammond, uh, uh, Steve Clifford, your head coach, a lot of character guys on this roster, a lot of guys who work their tails off. You have a question, and I do too, about Where's that hunger level going to be after having success really for the first time as a franchise in the last decade last year? I do have a question about that, but you do have character guys. There is continuity on this on this entire roster on the, in this front office and the coaching staff. So I think that's a big time positive as well. So I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go 46. Here. Yeah, you're you're way you're way over that 41 and a half. Um I'm thinking worst case scenario. You're, it, it is a it is a 41-42. I don't think this team wins more than 44 games. You, though. you also have to look at the Eastern Conference too, Nick. You got to yeah, look at the East. The East, the East is open I, here, I, buddy. I, I did this last night. I was looking through the Eastern Conference, and it's funny that you say this because as we're sitting here, the Washington Wizards just announced their starters for the first game of the season. Oh, give them to me, you please. Want yes, their starting point guard is Ish Smith. Don't. Bradley Beals at the two. Uh, Isaac Bonga, the small forward. Rui Hachimura is the power forward. And Thomas Bryant at center. Wow. I mean, it's like, that's a G League team. Oh, my I mean, Hachimura yeah. and Beal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but like, I, yeah. Isaac Bonga is okay. Ish Smith and Thomas Bryant, I'm surprised they're even still in the league. Yeah. I just, I'm okay. Um, look at the East, So you're though. right. I the mean, Eastern look, Conference, after it's, it's open. After the top two, three teams, you're right. It is. And I, and, and who are and those even, top two, three teams? I mean, obviously, Milwaukee. We didn't Boston, talk about this. Do you want to you do the playoff teams in the East? Well, do you want to I mean, go through we, these we, real quick? We, we could do that, but the East. Bottom I want to make us look open. like idiots here. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's do it's, it. It's wide open. Mm-hmm. So I, beyond Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, who you got? Who you got? I mean, Indiana, there are question marks in Indiana with uh, Victor Oladipo. Well, the reports are that Vic's going to miss like the first two months of the season, and then he's going to take the rest of the year getting back to form. Yeah, like, he's not going to step in injury, game. Man. It's a two year injury, that's man. A serious injury. It is. Like, we just saw this with Gordon Hayward. I think Indy has a chance to miss the playoffs completely this you year. You might be right. Now, if they defend like they did last year, um, they'll probably be in that picture. Yeah, I got to but... take an over here on Orlando. I think you're right. Oh, I talked you into it. Yeah, I think you're right. Let, let, let me say this, too. And I've never said this, and I think I said this here on the Heart and Hustle podcast over the summer. I love their schedule. The Magic? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever said that before. 
But when you have as many home games as you do early on in the season. It's been the other way because of yeah. Marvel on ice or whatever <laughs> at the Amway Center the last few years. The way the schedule starts, you're 100%. I mean, like, you look, you open with Cleveland, Atlanta, Toronto, New York. Like, you can start 3-1 and one in yeah. your first four games. And you look at the West Coast trips. Uh, you get them over early. You do. You get it. So, so nine of the first 13 at home. I love the fact that you get those West Coast trips over relatively early. The second half of the schedule is heavy on teams with losing records from last year. So with all that in mind, the East being wide open, continuity, you got to have health. This team is deeper. There's no question about it. I, 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 now, now, what's tougher in your opinion? Is it tougher to go from 25 to 42 wins or, say, lower 40s? To around that 50 mark. The latter, not the I, former. And I would agree I, with it's, that. By the way, Steve Clifford, you mentioned that 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 track record in Charlotte. He proved it. I mean, yes. that first year, you go up 22 wins, yes. and then the thing stagnates. So yeah. uh, I think going from 42 to 46, like you said, yeah. unless some teams take a step back, which you just mentioned, yeah. it's very difficult to I do agree. it. It's even harder to go 46 to 51 and yeah. without, without yeah. some sort of a big move. I, I do agree. So that means you've got to take that next step as a franchise, I think this team does take that next step. I think they go from 42 to 46. And, and look, I, I, I'm looking at, at at a plus minus of three here. I mean, you, I, I think you could fit. You, you, you could go the other way and say this team could finish with 43. Or look, if things break right for this team and they stay healthy, and Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba continue to develop, you could be. Shall I say it? You could be hovering at that 50-win mark this year, 49-50. Uh, I don't think that's okay. – I don't right. think they're going to be – I mean, I, I think 46 is the ceiling okay, for 40, this team. 46 is my number. I am greatly looking forward to this season. I think it's going to be one heck of a season, but very important for this team to get off to a good start with all those home games, nine of the first 13 at Amway Center. All right, you want to do the playoff teams in the Eastern Conference? Real, here, quick, real quick, yeah, go All right, let's do them really quick, okay, because I think we both agree Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, yep. all playoff teams. Yes. Those yes. three teams. Yes. Do we have Toronto as a playoff team? Uh, there, because there's there's a few different ways this goes. One, it's Kawhi left, bleep it, we're fine without him. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make a run. We don't need the king of the north. Okay, yeah. that's number one. Number two is the other way, bleep. We just won this thing, right? And they drop out altogether, and they're just bad, and they jettison everybody on that team, and yeah. you start rebuilding around. Pascal Siakam, who got his big contract over the I'll go over the former. Air. I think Toronto, even with the talent that they have in place right now, they just signed uh, Kyle Lowry to the extension. I'll, I'll, I'll put Toronto in as like a seven or eight for now. Okay, so we have Toronto as a playoff team. Yeah. So Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston. Mm-hmm. What about Brooklyn? Is Brooklyn a playoff team without Kevin Durant? There's been some noise about KD playing at the end of the year. That's not happening. Uh from 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 what I've what I understand. Um. We kind of just saw this with Boston. It's a good young nucleus, and then Kyrie came in and kind of ruined it. So I, I, I don't know. I have a question about that because the team chemistry with that Brooklyn team really over the last two years under Kenny Atkinson has been terrific. I mean, whenever you get out of a game with the Brooklyn Nets, you know you've been in a dogfight. Yeah. And that's because they play so hard for that guy. How does one dude, and we saw this effect in Boston last year, how does one dude coming into that team affect the dynamics of that Brooklyn basketball team. And I'm talking about Kyrie Irving, yeah. right? How does, how does he affect 
That well, they team. do have DeAndre Jordan to hold it all together. Okay, I'm I'm not banking on that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold Brooklyn out right now. I'm gonna hold Brooklyn out for now. You're who else you got? You, you don't who, have well, let's talk about who else you got. Oh, okay. Um, all right, Indy. We just talked about Indy. I'm, I'm I don't. Not, I'm I'm not seeing it. I'm not without Victor Oladipo. I know they played well in spurts without Victor when he went down no, last no, they, year. They played very well without him last year, but they lost. Uh, was it Bogdanovich? Yeah, they lost. He he's right. he's gone. I don't like the Brogdon signing for them because I think that he's a backup point guard. Uh, listen, he won Rookie of the Year. That's fine. In a Ooh, down year. In, a, in, in, down in an, year extremely, an extremely down year, but he won Rookie of the Year. But when you're the second guy and you come in, you're playing with Giannis and everyone's winning, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Let's put I, Indy to the side. Here. I don't like Indy. Okay. Um, what about Detroit? No. Let's put them to the side, too. Okay. All right. Um, Miami. They're a player. Big question mark. I, a seven or an eight, I think. Yeah, we. I mean, you got Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler there, and, and they may make a deal for Chris Paul. Um, mm. So I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go Miami in right. So now. that's five playoff teams right now: Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston, and Miami. Obviously, Orlando. You have, or, you and I both have Orlando making the playoffs. That's six teams. Okay. Which means you have a combination here. Do you, I mean, Charlotte might be the worst team in the league mm-hmm. this year. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a tax team that might win like 20 games. Yep. They're not making the playoffs. We're yep. going to put them off to the side. Okay. Um, let's get to Atlanta. What yeah, about Atlanta? Still, I think they're a year away from being a year away. I, I mean, I'm a huge Trey Young guy. I still think they are a ways away from making the playoffs, though. Okay. Um, the Washington Wizards? No, nope, that's not happening. Chicago Bulls? <laughs> no. What about the Knicks in their nine centers? No, it's not happening okay. for the Knicks. So who Cleveland are those teams? Cavaliers. No, that's not happening. So okay. who are those teams we put to the side now? So right now you have put Indy to the side. Okay. Indy, Brooklyn. All right. Did you put Miami to the side? No, no you have Miami. No. Indy, so, so Brooklyn. So let's put Indy and Brooklyn in. Okay. Indy and Brooklyn in. That's eight teams. That's eight. So those there are the go. teams you have. You have Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston. Um, Yeah, Indy and Brooklyn you put to the side, right? That's, that's who yep. we have? Yep. Yeah, they're in. Indy, Brooklyn, yep. Orlando, Miami. Yep. Those I'll are the eight teams, in. and you have Detroit yep. missing the playoffs. Detroit misses the playoffs. Okay. There you go. So There's basically, you have one new playoff team this year. It's the Miami Heat replacing the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I think with Jimmy Butler down there. Uh, man, I you're right. The East still sucks. Yeah, there you go, Nick. 46 wins, man. I talked you into it, big fella. Take the over, baby. Now, let's look, it, at, it's, now it, let's look at the West where every team feels like they're going to win 60 games. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. Yeah, that's for another podcast. Yeah, no doubt. No know. doubt. But, all right, so you have the Magic winning 46 I'll games. I'll go 46, which should get you, what, a f- five, four or five, depending on if you how the East shakes out. 46 games, yeah, it's like a five five seed somewhere around there. I think they win. I'll go over. All right, okay, I'll go okay. over, but I think it's 42-43 wins. I think okay. that I just don't see them going on the spurt. That they went on last I'll year, forty-two, forty-three wins. Work on you. The Magic open the season Wednesday night. Likely, when you're listening to this, we are taping it on a Tuesday as they kick off the 2019-2020 championship campaign. Ooh. No, 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 no. All right. He is Scott, and as you can hear him weekdays on ESPN five at Orlando four to six. Follow him on Twitter at Inez says I am Nick Grunowitz. You can hear me with Scotty on ESPN 580 in the evenings as well after him. Six to eight. Follow me at ESPN 580 Nick. Uh, the DMs are open if you want to talk some basketball, have any questions about the podcast. Uh, if you don't mind, go on, subscribe, rate, review, do the whole thing, uh, and uh, let your friends know. Uh, we're going to be here all season long, hopefully giving you two, three-ish podcasts a week or so. We will talk to you a little later this week after the first few games of the year, and until then... Go Magic!